Okay, so welcome to another episode of PhD Buzz. We are a podcast about academia, culture, and social justice. I'm Dr. Zainya, representing the humanities, coming to you from Vancouver. And I'm Dr. Liz Lane, representing engineering and um, and failures today. No, <laughs> that is so untrue. But yeah, she's representing North Carolina. I know. Especially because yesterday I was like, I'm a genius on Twitter. Now I'm like, um. I was glad to see how happy you were. But you just say like, you know, tomorrow you may not feel like a genius, but there'll be other genius days. But anyway, um, speaking of geniuses and awesomeness, we have two <laughs> yes. fantastic guests today, um, Eden and Elisa, uh, who are the founders of Core Magazine. Uh, so welcome and to the podcast. From birth. Yes, as you may have picked <laughs> up from the beginning. So. How, would you like to introduce yourself? Thank you yourselves? for having yeah. us. Thank you, thank you. We're very excited. <laughs> we are very excited. I feel like we just met like our long lost best friends here. Ah, oh, <laughs> that my heart. And from other mothers, this is fantastic. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have the giggles and I'm gonna try to get rid of them somehow. Um, while we're doing this. But welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. Happy to be here. <laughs> so maybe, okay. yeah, tell us a little bit about just yourselves personally. Um, of course, you're, you, so you are s sisters. Um, uh, which one is you the older sibling, actually? Eden, I am the older sibling. Oh, okay. We're about like, five years apart, actually. Oh, yes. Yes, good old five years. I'm the youngest sister, um, but it's weird. Well, how many sisters do you have? Oh, just two. But okay. it, it makes me sound like um, I don't know younger when I say the youngest. So I just always like to like throw it out there. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's weird because we're five years apart, but we're super close. And I feel like other siblings that we meet like you're more than two or three years it's kind of like a distance so mm -hmm. it's kind of cool how like our bond started so yeah yeah and and especially as um sisters because i don't have a sister i kind of wish i did i feel like i missed out on like female bonding not having a sister but sometimes i hear sisters don't get along that well when they're close in age or even when they're far apart they meet the part you're talking about with it not far no, it's, well, it's funny that you say that. Uh-oh. It's uh -oh. very funny that you say that. Because, um, just during our growth with CORE, um, which we'll probably talk about shortly, um, we just, it was very, it was a hard dynamic for us because we're both two different, obviously, individuals. But we're both <laughs> business women who have our own careers. So when we kind of joined together to do this, we had different techniques on how a business should be ran. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. that we were kind of bumping heads at the beginning and not to say that we won't in the future, but you know, that was a difficult part for us. Oh, we should talk about that. Yeah. But first, why don't we talk about CORE and explain to our listeners what CORE is and what it stands for. Okay, yes, so CORE stands for Creating Opportunity to Reach Empowerment. It's, it's two parts. So it's an online magazine 
um, for ages 12 to 18 for teen girls of color. Um, it, it's really for empowerment where we cover all topics. We cover finance, fashion, relationships, friendships, beauty, um, just kind of every aspect of building up a young woman, but still keeping it on trend and, you know, keeping it interesting. So it's not us preaching to them um, by any means. It's like them talking to each other because we have teen bloggers who write um, and contribute, which is really dope because a lot of times they they help each other without knowing, right? So mm-hmm. it, it starts to build yeah. a community and they're more receptive to it when it's not kind of like an adult tone or mm-hmm. like an empowerment mm-hmm. program <laughs> per se, you know? Oh, so yeah. it's really... It's cool. We really try to make it like teens for teens. Um, so that is the online aspect. And then I'll let Eden talk to you about the on-site part. So the part two, like, um, is on-site development where we either partner up with another school or another organization or another nonprofit and kind of do like hands-on activities based off of the topics that are online. So just the topics that Elisa um, listed um, just previously, we take those topics and we kind of do hands-on like projects or crafts, or we also have a series called Core Talk where we just allow the kids to talk about certain topics and just have real talk and develop real solutions and kind of bring in people from the industry, bring those people um, into their place so they can understand and they can learn more. So our biggest thing with on-site is that we want to expose the kids to things mm-hmm. that they don't see day to day. But on, a, like Elisa said, on a real level though. That's fantastic. I saw in another interview that you did, you were talking about how, yeah, there really wasn't a resource for this, especially for a young woman of color. I guess on that regard, like how, what was it like growing up in Indiana? Um, what sort of things do you wish that you had? Like, were there any people that you could look up to or like, man, oh, oh, go ahead. (laughs) Okay. So for, for us, I have to say that very, very blessed and happy that we came from like a grounded family. Like my father is from Nigeria and my mother is is actually was from Indiana. Um, So it's like black and African. So we were we were very much grounded. Like they, it doesn't matter if we were like the only African Americans on the block. Um, they made sure they, you know, they taught us who we were, um, who we represent, and like the power, you know, within us as black women. Mm-hmm. Saying all that to say, because when we <laughs> stepped outside, you didn't see that. Mm-hmm. You didn't see that mix. Like Indianapolis is very black or white. Right, and it's very extreme, and you yeah. hardly see like any interactions. You know, it's not a lot of cultures, and if they are, they're, they stay very separated. So, you know, if you're a young black girl and you attend a, a high school predominantly white, you know, you you fit into that stereotype of like, oh, she's so proper, she, <laughs> you know, she mm-hmm. she acts quote unquote white, you know, and all those ridiculous uh, labels they put on us so I feel like growing up was a little it was a little difficult but our family kind of kept us grounded so I never felt lost or um confused or anything like that but it's it's definitely it was definitely an eye-opener very early on it made you it made us learn about race 
early on as a young girl. So it definitely prepped us as we move forward in the world definitely. and how we navigated and how we operated. Because like you said before, like we're kind of going through the world on defense mode and we're taught very young and you know, other races in, you know, in this country, we don't have the privilege of not thinking about race. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it taught us very early. That's my take on it. <laughs> yeah. I um I definitely agree. I piggyback off of that. I mean, like Elisa said, it was very black and white, but um we had some awesome um people in our corner, especially like women. Um, first of all, you know, our parents were like great are great role models and they've done so much within their life that was kind of like out of the norm during their time of like growing up as teenagers and young adults that it kind of inspired mm-hmm. us as children to be like, oh, you really don't have any boundaries. Like, just don't look at what's in on your block. Go beyond that. And um, mm-hmm. with that, we kind of just focused in on, like, women because, like, we just had great women around us. Um, and we always had, like, some type of mentor who kind of pulled us in. Um, even if it was something small, like, one person took us out to dinner and, like, as young teenagers who are broke, we're like, oh, my God, this girl, she's so fly, <laughs> and she took us out to eat just to talk to us. Like, you know, you, you remember you oh, had those wow. memories of these, like, yeah. dope females who are, like, out here, like, doing their own thing and not, and, like, and they enjoy reaching back and helping someone else. So mm-hmm. that pattern just kind of trickled through our lives, and we definitely got to the point that we were like, okay, we definitely want to give back mm. and do the same thing that others had did for us. And I think, and I think that's another reason why we really push core and then the on-site and online is the exposure. Like um, we were, like my sister said, we were surrounded by very dope women who like had lived in New York and lived overseas, and even you know my mother backpacked overseas when she was like a young single woman and you know met my dad in a third country so you hear all these things and exposure (laughs) (laughs) exposure is so key because you can't forget those things right so when you're exposed to something that's like new and fresh and it just opens up a whole new opportunity and I think one thing when we work with girls based in New York it's crazy because it's a city of so many opportunities but if you are kind of separated and isolated, you might not be exposed to certain things that are right there at your yeah, fingertips. That is you know? so true. So it's very much like we just want to we just want to light the fire, right? We just want to be like live whatever that means to you. You know, you can do whatever, like mm-hmm. no matter what. So that's it. <laughs> I. I, yeah, so much, it's resonating so much with me. Exposure is so important. Um, I definitely think that when I was a kid, being able to visit family who live in different cities meant, meant a lot in terms of seeing how different the world could be. And knowing the world could be different, even though I didn't realize how different it could be when I was a kid, because I still didn't know a lot about the world, just knowing it could be different. Um, kept me open, kept my mentality open so that I could go look for other things and be more accepting when those opportunities did come around. And some people don't get that, and they just don't look... Like, I know people who um, living 20 miles away from home is actually going away from home 
Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. So like, uh, okay. And that maybe that's fine, but but when you have that limited scope, it might actually affect how you see other people as human beings or not. You know. Absolutely. I agree. I was also going to say that I came across this great quotation that may be from Mal- Malcolm Gladwell, uh, which uh, yeah. had to do something with like luck is actually opportunity plus being prepared for the moment. And it sounds like what you guys are really describing is like, okay, even though there's so many opportunities in New York, so people may want to think that then that means translates to equal opportunity. That's not necessarily the case because you still need to make sure that everyone's prepared enough to take up those opportunities, right? Exactly. Absolutely. That's it. Exactly. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, because it's a different... We're Unfortunately, we're in this country, everyone is giving like a different toolbox, right? So mm-hmm. someone who was born from a certain background, certain race, you have all your tools. You have backup tools, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you're never going right. to run out. And I'm, us, you know, being women and women of color, we, we're a couple tools short. You know, they didn't give us our full supply, so... <laughs> like, you don't have a hammer, yeah. but other people right. have had several hammers ha- handed down their family right. for generations. Right. Exactly. Like, nails are not hammered, people. They're not. <laughs> Like yes, you actually have like business background and stuff like that. Whereas we're sort of like figuring it out as we go. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> well, we we really don't have business background. Okay. So my my background is actually I'm a <laughs> I'm an engineer by day. Oh, so, oh you're Liz is so happy now. Was, <laughs> but Liz is like doing big things. Like she's like a doctor. <laughs> I can't build anything. States when we like started the time. project. Yeah, we, like, always miss each other. It's crazy. It's hilarious. Like, <laughs> how? I was, <laughs> so, for instance, um, when we started uh, CORE, I was actually currently living in Huntsville, Alabama for work, okay. and she was living in Chicago. Um, and she was working up there, and we literally came home, like, over a break. I don't know if it was Thanksgiving, Christmas, and we were like, oh, let's go grab coffee. And we sat there, like, in the coffee shop for hours, and we literally, like, came up with this whole idea of, like, giving back. Because Elisa has a background in fashion marketing, and she's, when she came out of school, she, um, she, she was writing for, like, other, like, online digital, I mean, digital magazines. And so when I was, like, in everywhere that I moved when I left college, I was always getting yeah. involved in some type of, um, nonprofit like volunteering. So we were like, let's just kind of put these two ideas together 
and have one goal. And so we were both about like empowering women. So we literally took these two ideas and like created core. It, and like it literally took place that day in the coffee shop. Wow. It, 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 it was weird because we wanted, it's funny because that was like the only thing we really, really were super passionate about in our own ways. We're like empowering young girls is something that we were both work like extremely hard and go 100% for it, but in our own ways. And that's another cool thing of why core works. It's because like it's, both of our strengths come out in different ways and we complement each other. But it's been so interesting. Like she said, I think she started in Huntsville. I was in Chicago and then I was in New York and she was in Nashville. And then for maybe like a couple oh of years. Oh my God. Maybe, right? Yeah. <laughs> maybe two, no, two years, two or three, no, two years, we were actually in the same place in New York. So we were able to kind of like really hit the ground. But like, it's interesting. And like she said, we have two different mindsets when it comes to business. Like Eden is like, engineer corporate i like my like my day job career is i do social media like marketing management for different fashion and beauty brands and so i you know i work from home and like flexibility like it's just a different mindset so like eden is very very structured and i was just like you know things will get done so it's just, <laughs> like like for example <laughs> let me give you an example so like oh, when we started yes. When we started, I was like, "You guys sound like pictures." Yes, yes. <laughs> when we started, I was like, "Okay, Alisa, let's schedule weekly meetings. You know, we can do calls. We can do, you know, it would just be thirty minutes, just kind of a recap of what we worked on." And her response was like, "Can you just shoot me an email?" And I'm like, "Email me. Like, let's just if we have like, let's get the to do list. Shoot me an email. Boom, we knock it out. Like, she's like, what about like meetings about meetings? And I'm like, oh my god, is this what corporate does to you? Is this that is really kind of funny because I, I think Zai and I we do that. Like, there definitely these times where like, uh, I'm sorry, Zai, you can't see right now. My computer is like about to." crash on me but um but there are times where um I'm like let's do a google document right so we can both edit at the same time and like let me put all my like or like Zion likes to send me lots of text messages like of the thoughts and I'm like ah this is too much you know like text messages that are for like yeses and nos and like funny things and like emojis but I'm like no put in the google doc like I get so formal sometimes. I'm like, I know I'm ruining the moment right now. I'm no killing the vibe. I'm like, I can't. Oh my gosh. Definitely different so communication styles. Yeah, communication styles, or like, it's like she'll Google chat me sometimes, and like it'll be like five days later. I'm like, oh my gosh, he Google chatted me. <laughs> I had no idea. Or like I go to sleep early, and like Zion, not only is she, is she in like a, a time zone that's three hours behind yeah. me, but she also stays up late at night. So there were times where I would wake up in the morning and have like five alerts about the same message because I don't know, maybe she was trying to ignore her, but I would have like a text message, the same message as a Google chat, the same message as a Twitter message, same message as a Facebook message, like the same message. And she's like, I don't know if you saw it or not. And I'm like, I was sleeping. I'm like, fine, I'm sorry. Send it to me once, send it to me by email. Do not send it to me more. Like we used to... I feel horrible about it. I'm like, I cannot get like 10 messages about the same 
same one message from like six <laughs> different avenues. I'm not on these. I love it. I love oh, yeah. it. That is so funny because that that's oh, literally God. my sister. Like this literally happened yeah. last night. She was like, because I, I go to bed at like 10, 10.30, like every night, like on the dot, like 10.30. I'm just like routine like that. And so like she calls me and she wants to have this like full blown conversation. And I'm like, Alisa, it's like 11.30 now. Like I have to get up at five o'clock, please. We're creative. Just, like, you can't. You can't stop creativity. Yeah. I just want to put that out there. I can see like the, like the teams are very clear. It's me and Elisa, and then it's Liz and yes, Eden here, exactly. obviously. That is so funny. Like my brain That's is shut so down. It's like nothing functional. I mean, things can happen after like eleven, but mostly it's like, like what? Uh uh. Mm -mm. My brain heard That's nothing. It's like no, no, no. That's literally no. how I am. And then Elisa gets mad at me because, like, I send her, like, between 5.30 and, like, 7.30. I don't even know she's all the responses to her emails. Eight o'clock, I'm like, yeah. I'm... I know. Or like, I'll have these bursts of activity during the day when I'm like, all right, I got 30 minutes. And then it's like radio silence almost, and I'm like, oh, because then I'm by my, then I'm at lab, then I'm like at my desk, or I'm like doing something, or there's a stupid meeting, or oh, this is so funny, Eden. We should get together, man. This is I know, this is, see, <laughs> engineers all together. I know, I know, like I know I kill the vibe. I know I do, but I'm like I can't. We need to organize this. We need to organize. <laughs> Organize and then attack. <laughs> and then then Zion's like actually Zion's better at finishing things than I am. So we we end up breaking out, making this nice nice little. Yeah, again, just like a, you know our guests, we complement each other with different strengths. <laughs> there you go. Although there yes, go. we were not friends since birth. So you <laughs> finished the thought is how it works. Well, I'm like so happy to know this is how core works and. um like, one thing I love about your website is, one, you guys have a finance section. Mm -hmm. I mean, because if there's something that's really important that people don't think about in terms of, like, advancement, it's about finance. So, like, can you guys tell me about that section of your website? Yeah, definitely. Or, like, what, why did you guys think it was important to have a finance section? So, I'll say this. I'll just start off and let <laughs> you know, finish up. But, no, one thing we wanted to do... And especially with finance and, and all the topics was we saw that there were more digital magazines and more um, publications for women of color, like between maybe like 21 and like 55, you know, and it was like all these very dope um, topics like finance or get your money together or kind of to build your life. And we wanted to take that and kind of do it in bite size. And um, 14, because if we can just get them to start thinking, like put a thought in their head, then they'll have a jump start. And finance was kind of, that's like a major thing, you know, like just just redefining that relationship with, with money, especially people of color, because, you know, yeah. it hasn't been the best sometimes. So it's just very <laughs> much. <laughs> exactly. It's like. We just wanted to um, really just kind of give key, key, you know, tips like savings. You know, do you know what an investment? Like little things like that. Like you don't have to spend 
all your 25 hours of your part-time, you know, you can, you can mm -hmm. save a, a little bit. Um, yeah, so we, so we get, like Elisa said, we get, um, we have a lot of teens basically writing for teens. And so we allow the teens to like write on whatever they want to write about. So when we get teens that come in and who are interested in like finance, it's, it's really awesome. And then we also piggyback that with the, um, program where we bring people who have like financial backgrounds to come and talk to the kids. But like Elisa said, we just break it down to like very simple, simple. Like our articles are very like simple and very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, very relatable. So it's like, oh, it's summertime. Did you find your part-time job? How do you find your part-time job? Mm -hmm. When you do find your summertime job, how are you going to save, you know, um, have you opened a bank account? And so we do these little things that are very practical. So we're not sitting there saying, you know, what is your 401k? What's your ROI? Yeah, like, like, we're not. <laughs> I'm a bad role model. <laughs> oh, you're right. I'm not helping. I know. But, yeah. I guess there's a reason we haven't had, we haven't had a podcast episode about finance, but anyway, okay. maybe that'll come we're later on this website. We're going to direct into the core magazine yes. when it comes to finance. But it's just very simple. And then like, what's amazing is that sometimes that when we do our on site, the kids are taught basic things and they take it home to their parents. And unfortunately, Ooh. some parents are not, they're not that sassy in finance. Like Elisa said, you know, sometimes as a culture of, of, of people of color, you know, sometimes we don't have that, um, that best interest um, for our family when it comes to finance. And yeah. so, like, they'll go home and they're like, Mom, I know how to open a bank account. And then the mom is like, oh, okay, let's all go open a bank account. And so it's mm. kind of like a cool ripple effect that we notice with the kids when it's just something basic, you know, sometimes it's just yeah. a simple, this is what you should do. Yeah. I mean, I have a PhD and all, I think some people think I'm smart, but I have to say that I don't think I really knew what saving meant. I don't think I could actually afford to save for a long time in my life either. Like as a, even though I knew I should save as a college student living paycheck to paycheck, it was almost impossible to save right um, and like also live um and i also remember now i'm thinking about reflecting people don't really have good um college strategies so i'll right. hear parents say things like oh well my kid's smart they're gonna get a scholarship somehow and that's not how this works and you know like if you have no plan for paying for college mm -hmm. they may not be able to go to college or they're gonna have right. a lot of debt they're going to go to for-profit colleges that may not be very good for them, that won't actually end up ending up, have them get a job. And it doesn't set people up, especially when we all have this, black people also have this mentality of like, or Americans in general, actually, when you're 18, you're grown. And like really successful people actually have support from their parents well beyond 18 until they've actually reached, you know, a job. And I think that, that makes such a huge difference. And those are some of the things that I'm thinking about now as an adult about money issues that I didn't, I know my parents didn't think about. And I think I just had a much harder life because I had to do things all by myself all the time. And I didn't mm -hmm. know I had to learn on, on the go. Yeah. It's like not just about inheriting just, you know, like yeah. actual resources it's also about inheriting knowledge and like right. practices and like regular habits and 
Absolutely. And we blame our, we should blame ourselves a lot, right? Like, again, part of this in college, I blame myself for not having money or for always having those stupid $35 drafts because, you know, Mm -hmm. the banks would charge you out of order, actually, for depending on what you got. Like, it really shaped mm-hmm. practices um, for poor people. But I used to blame myself. I think there's a lot of shame and guilt around finances. And, you yeah. know, it took a long time for me to realize that some of that, that's just being poor mm-hmm. in the system. And I know, and, and a lot, and I, even me, like, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm getting better. But even I know through my college, <laughs> through my like, college. Me too. You were so proud of yourself. You say like the way you look, the look on her face was like, okay, coming. Okay. Like, right, like the glow up. The glow up I, is real. It's real because you know what? One of the things we we do. I know I do, and I know young people do this too. Always through college, and you know even years after college, is you ignore your finances, right? Like, you don't even, I wouldn't even talk about it. I would just be like, oh, you know, that bill, or, you know, the collection agency won't get, like, like ridiculous stuff of, like, things that, like... You can make it up later on. Right, exactly, when you're, like, because <laughs> it's, it's scary, right? Because especially if you were um, taught really heavy in it, or, like, you know, a lot of information wasn't passed down. You think of finances like, oh my god, and so you just don't deal with it. It's like you know having a symptom, and you you know you don't go to the doctor because yeah. you're like, oh, go away, and you're like, no, you have full blown disease at this point. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's it's one of those things. It's like the dad that's on an STD. Whoa. Anyway, Liz, <laughs> just bringing it to another level. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. Okay, full blown disease. Take care of your finances. Go. Stay I'm safe. Listening. I'm listening. Stay, Stay safe, safe on all fronts. Get checked. Your finances and other things. In all things. I told you guys I was sleeping. Oh God! Well, I think that 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 was it. That was the wrap up point right there. <laughs> oh gosh, oh, you're here. Your examples. Sorry. This is too much. Sorry. I'm sorry. We're supposed to be like really refined and like intellectual. Oh, come on. Like, if anyone listened to the podcast, um, they know that we aren't really that way. <laughs> well, sometimes I guess yeah. we could edit ourselves that way, but. <laughs> yeah. We, we should edit ourselves more. Um, oh, but I, have, I had another question. So, talking about the on sites, I thought that was like, that's definitely like one of the most fascinating parts, I think, is like really doing definitely. something different. Like, of course, like people like to talk about how print magazines are dying, but then you really have this on-the-ground aspect to the work you're doing. Um, would you like to talk a little bit about like what specific schools do you, did you guys partner with? How did you even like approach um, schools to like mm-hmm. figure out how to like put programs into place? Like, what was that process like? So actually, that process was a little. I mean, it's always a little difficult presenting something new. Mm-hmm. And and we started actually in Nashville. Um, at the time, and we for, we have a lot of people who, a lot of friends and family who are in education. So that kind of helped us because they kind of prepped us on how we needed to present our information. Mm-hmm. But um, there was, I felt like there was like a wave where schools, where like the whole, the charter schools and everything started coming out that they wanted, they wanted to have their kids um, taught real life issues. And like mm-hmm. real life, like outside of the books. 
And so that kind of helped in our favor because we were able to, you know, say this is what we wanted to bring to the table. We want to teach these lessons. We want to bring in professionals. If we, if you guys are interested in doing like a full semester on finance, we will make sure that we had those professionals come in and teach the kids. You know, if you wanted to have a full session on relationships between, you know, students and their parents or brothers and sisters or boyfriend and girlfriend, we can bring those um, therapists and life coaches and all that, all those people in. And so I think some, some schools saw it as like, uh, okay, you know, but then others were like, oh, we're very interested in because they wanted to make their students more rounded. Cause you know, mm -hmm. you can only teach so much out of like a math book, a science yeah. book, you know, an English book, you know, but there's real, there's real life. Cause you, you can meet people who are like geniuses who can like get an A on every test and know every formula and, and you know, everything perfectly. And, um, but then they go out in the real world and they're kind of shook because they don't know like their daily, um, activities or habits or different ways of maneuvering through life. And this thing called life is more, it's more than just education. Education is a very important part, but there's more out there. So um, all that to say is going back to your original question. <laughs> <laughs> the process was kind I of a it, hit. I love it. <laughs> Some schools were like very interested in it as we, you know, presented the information like that and other schools were kind of reluctant to it. But I think um, down the line, a lot of, a lot of schools and just what's going on in our society, they want to bring that empowerment into the the schools. I love it. I love all the pictures. I mean, it just seems like um, you guys got definitely have to go check out the website. Looking at all the photos of your past events just seems amazing. Like, I want to be there. Yeah, like those, those um, girls are having the time so of their lives. So inspiring. I know. Oh, my goodness. I know. God. I'm jealous. They, the one thing I teenager, do... But that's a big day. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I do want to say is that the, the the dope part about CORE, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a founder, <laughs> but the dope thing you about can. You can. <laughs> is that when we talk to the kids, and even people that we bring in to talk to the kids, we tell them the one key thing. They're like, Eden, you know, what advice do you have? As I like, I go into this classroom with you and do this presentation. I tell them, be real. These kids can read through anything. So they're not trying to be oh sitting there with, like, the professor talking to them. They want to hear, like, real-life issues. If you're in there talking about finance, say how you, you know, screwed up your credit, but, you know, now this is where you're at, or you had no money to go to school, and now you have student loans, but you're paying them off. Like, they want to hear real issues. And yeah. one thing about kids, especially the age of middle school through high school, is that if you're not real with them, they, they check out. They just mm -hmm. check out, mm -hmm. which I get. And so that's why we're very um, particular on who we bring to like our on-site programs, because we're like, you know what, if you're going to put this whole facade on, then we, we don't want you because you're not going to help our kids. Because no one's perfect, and so no. you can't portray being perfect. You know, these kids want to know you failed, but you got back up, and you're here now. Yeah. Or you came from the same neighborhood that they came from, mm -hmm. and you made a way out of it, you know? So, yeah. yeah. 
whenever I go back to the kids and they're like, oh, I can't do what you did with, like, I'm not that smart. I'm like, you just convinced, you just tricked a teacher into letting you get out of class. You literally just schemed this other kid to do what you wanted because you understood that they have, have this other emotion going on. You know what I mean? Like, they are so some. <laughs> they, I'm like, did you just see that happen? You are smart. If you use that intelligence or something else, though, you could you could just rule the world. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. So, um, sorry, random story, but like, I don't sound stereotypically black, right? I, I mean, I was I would say that my accent was a kind that people would say you sound like a white person as a kid. Right. But I'm black, and I love being black, and I think there was a point where I tried to fit in, but see, I can't. I don't know, like, I don't, slang doesn't really fit naturally with, with me, and I think whenever I try to sound black, I get even worse. <laughs> oh I pronounce all my endings of the words that I say, let me just say that. So the point is that I actually started to fit in more with my, with, like, other teenagers, because, number one, if they know you're trying to fit in, they will make it so that you cannot fit in. Exactly. But I realized once I started being authentic about it and just saying, you know, okay, this is how I sound, this is me, that's it. They start making fun of you. They're like, all right, that's just her. Yep. And they, like, yep. accept you. Like, okay, she's just going to be the super smart one, super weird one. I'm well, not, well, you know what I mean, but, like, that's just her. And they'll no, oh, make fun of her, but nobody else can, right? Like, they take ownership of that. Exactly. And I think that's, like, a really good thing to learn at some point. I mean, unfortunately, I, w I was in my 20s before I really learned that. But... <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but you know but I'm so glad you guys have this website because they need to see that they're smart and just, yeah. And it's, it's so important because, and I just, the older you get, you realize that adults seem like they have it all, but they don't. Yes. And if we were just transparent and authentic, because there's so many women, unfortunately, who, who are successful and, you know, have these fabulous lives, but can't be transparent, aren't comfortable in themselves, you know, mm -hmm. don't know themselves. And I think as if we teach these teens like young, like it's okay to be transparent. There's power in being transparent because it's it like, is. you can't take anything from me. And once you like own that, it's like, oh, I can rule the world. So like. Exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say, that's just like yeah. the, the point of Girls' Night, if any of you have seen that. I know Liz has seen Girls' Night, but. Girls' Trip? <laughs> Oh, sorry, girls trip. Shit. Sorry. Okay, okay. edit that. Edit sure. that. <laughs> no, keep it. Keep it. It's a girl's night and trip. I'm sorry. I think I was also confused because there's also the white one that came out a couple weeks ago. That was Wait, oh, I know. Oh, rough night. Yes. That? Yes. See. Okay. Yeah. Um, and people are talking about um how that wait, like wait, that bomb. Wanda Sykes thing. Huh? Amy Schumer. Oh, I don't think it was with Amy Schumer. I think it was Scarlett Johansson or something like that. But basically, it was like. A white version of um, Girls Trip. Um, you can't. Okay. Yeah, and so like they were. Have sort you guys of seen this movie? I haven't, but see, no one else did. So the white one is the one that got um, tons of publicity. Has Scarlett Hansen, big name stars. It bombed, but then this one comes out this this past weekend, blowing past the box office record for the other movie and having so much more critical acclaim. But anyways, like. I yeah, one of the one of the. We can talk main, about this. Yeah. If you main stories being like the one one friend girl in the friend group who became like the big inspirational speaker I was trying to keep together this perfect life mm -hmm. um but everything's falling apart and she learns how to be transparent about that 
Anyway. Exactly. No, it's real. That's like a great example. You know, like, and she was, I don't know what the character of her age was supposed to be like, what, like, I don't, I'll just say like 40. I don't know, 35. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 35 being 40. <laughs> and um, that's, that is a lesson that she's just now becoming comfortable in. And I'm like, man, if young girls can just grab this and just kind of like not on it, like for a couple years, like when you hit 18, 19, 20, you can start to really like yeah. step into yourself, you know? Like, and yeah. I think, the one thing is, which is really cool too, when you miss in, with events, is we had an, about like our transparency and authenticity, is the fact that, whether that touched my heart, because we had the kids and we had the parents, and on separate occasions, like, the kids would come up and be like, oh, this is such a great event, we loved it, like, we want to learn more, and blase scoop, and then the parents came up to us on a separate occasion and was like, this is great. Like, this is like, you guys are being very real and you guys are teaching the girls. And to have something that's like, that both ages can get and can respect of just being you and we're all just kind of trying to push, that was like my little aha moment. I was like, oh my God, maybe this could be something, you know? (laughs) A non-controversial role model is very important. Yeah, the best role models. I just love this so much. Um, Okay. So when I'm thinking about how I thought I knew when I'm reflecting on when I was like 15 through let's say 21 and I thought I knew certain things and I thought, but I didn't realize how much, how important like social media was to my perception of myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't, so like makeup and like my beauty standards, um, interacting like as a heterosexual woman trying to get men's attention, like um and I'm kind of curious how do we how do you envision bridging like um trying to have more confidence in being yourself versus the fact that there's a certain age range like things might affect you like so there are external barriers that might make this harder for you because I feel like there might be a slight problem if we're always telling people that they should always be confident never care but not acknowledging what boundaries might be there that might prevent them from doing that in a way that other people can or that now that we are older and past that we have more confidence saying that in a way that we also did not when we were younger absolutely does that make sense like I'm kind of curious how you guys think about that uh, okay I'll, I'll just <laughs> Diane, they are so polite they ask me to go first no you go first no you go first that's so polite guys we never do that. Oh, well, you know, I guess they got, they were raised better than we were. <laughs> they were. We just talk over each other. We're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> so I was like, I'm oh, sorry, I'm not finished yet. And I'm like, oh, that was finished yet. Like, I'm sorry, I'm joking. Go ahead. One of you. <laughs> okay, Eden, you can start. Go ahead, sir. Jump no, okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so... Um, great question that's like a great great question because first of all thank god and i have to be honest because when i talk to these these girls it's another beast like social media is another beast like when because when social media was coming i think it was like a senior in high school and it was just like for the colleges and so it was just like i was getting out of it you know Mm -hmm. but like that's when high school was done and i could go home i checked out right it's like a whole nother universe but when you have this social media attachment, you can't get away from it. 
And, you know, even things that, as being talked about or bullied or teased, like, that can go on forever. And, like, unfortunately, teen suicide rates have, have went up, you know, and within the Black community as well. And a lot of it's due to social media. And it's such, such a beast. And you're right, like, to be like, just be confident, get through it. It's like, that's not, that's not really going to help. And I think the one thing that we try to push is, or when, when I, you know, deal with the kids one-on-one, it's very much like, um, I know we just talked about it, being transparent, like talking about art is just like, look, you know, I was a little black girl. I, I dealt with colorism. I dealt with being the only one. I like, it's like, I had moments of just, um, I didn't, you know, I didn't like it. And I tell them what was my solution. I would be like, you know, I had two to three friends that I rocked with. And I always knew that life is so much bigger than high school. And that's why I feel like we really push exposure because if they realize that mm-hmm. they have something to live for outside mm-hmm. of these four years, they'll be like, man, who cares? Like I'm about to win in life. Like who can you, yeah. like, you know, and you can have that mentality and, you know, when you look back, and I hate to say this as a stereotype, but when you look mm. back at a lot of, like, the it popular people or girls or guys. Don't say they're a dollar general at Walmart. Please don't. Mm-hmm. Don't blow this spot like that. <laughs> don't blow this spot. <laughs> I can't. I they are, aren't they? Oh, Lord. You this know. Eden. I'll just say, I'll just say sometimes they don't necessarily go as, you know, far in life because, you know, they needed the approval of others and and they didn't get in the real world. They lost their, you know, their, their minds and like kind of just went backwards. So it's like, if we can expose them to like life and traveling and like dope women and like just that aspect, I think it kind of shield them of like okay this might be rough now but my focus wasn't there like I remember when I was in high school I wasn't like I was like my mind was like in Chicago and New York I was like this is stupid like let me just get to school so and that was my tactics you know that helped that's what that was my strategy so I think when you give like real life um um, strategies to to how you dealt with it, it kind of it helps because people are like oh you seem like you were that girl or what do you that's like absolutely not I got stood up for my prom like I was, <laughs> it was not so you know I think just keeping it kind of real and out there okay Eden you can tag team sorry I think it's longer <laughs> it's okay I won't be as long as <laughs> no but um. <laughs> Well, it's like Alisa said, she had, like, her core friends, um, and then she was always dreaming, like, Alisa, that, that was her life, like, her room was, like, the cutouts of, like, New York, Chicago, like, she just knew she was getting out of Indianapolis, she was like, this is not for me, right, like, so that was literally (laughs) her thing, I just got involved in stuff that I was, like, passionate in, mean, like, at a young age, so, like, I loved art, so I was, like, in Mm -hmm. art camp, or I used to paint, and then I was into track a lot, like, I went to like track. Mm-hmm. I mean, I played, I ran track, and then I went to track camp. So those things kind of had me locked in because I was gonna. My thought was I was gonna leave and be like a big artist until my mom was like, "Artists don't make money till they're dead." And I'm like, "Oh." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
-hmm. Like, okay, so maybe I should change it. But that was my, at the time, that was my, like, outlet, you know? Because I tell the kids all the time, like, you know, I used to come back from, like, and that's, and I, let me, let me pause real quick. That's why we chose the age range that we did, which is 12 to 18, because we realized that middle school through high school are the challenging times, right? Mm -hmm. Because, mm -hmm. like, physically, you're going through, like, puberty. You got all these oh emotions going. <laughs> How could you forget? You right? <laughs> How could you remember? Why would you remember? Because the trauma doesn't go away. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. You know what? Continue. Either. But you go, and then, like, at the same time, like, the boys are going through it, so they're being mean, and they're calling you ugly. Like, this whole like world that you just want to step away from. And so um, that's why we wanted to like, that's why we're so big. And this is kind of going back to what we were talking about is bringing in like mentors or teachers or counselors into our programs who are very authentic. Because the thing that the kids, when they realize like, like when I'm talking to the girls, they're like, Eden, you are so silly. You are so goofy and awkward, but you're cool though. And I'm just like, this is just who I am, you know? <laughs> but I own it. And then they they own their mm -hmm. like quirkiness and their like uniqueness. Like, and so it's like a beautiful thing. And you walk out like they walk away and they're like, I got this. If I got this, I can take another step. I can take another step. Because you are challenged in school with like the yeah. it crew and like, oh, you don't look like this. You can't fit this. You don't have money to buy this. And it's just like all these categories that people put you in and yeah. that you can't control, right? You can't control the way that you look. You can't control what money that your family has or what you can nope. afford. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you have to tap into things that you love and understanding who you are. And so that's another thing that we kind of push is that understand who you are right now and understand that you're growing and you're always going to develop into another person. But change. You're going to change. You're definitely going to change. But the core of you, the things that you like, the things that make you you, you know, those things, that's what makes you special. So I and rambled I on that, and on. So. That goes a lot to the, the grit, what people like identify as having grit. But knowing that the world and that your world can change is really important. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know we're going to wrap up soon, but I have one question. Zai might have one more question mm -hmm. as well. One of the scariest things to me um, with regards to mentoring is when someone thinks I'm cool. Um, so going a little bit to like what you're talking about when you were saying like when the kids talk to you and they're like, oh, you're kind of quirky, you're kind of this and that, but you're cool though. Um, and I just kind of vividly remember like the first time it occurred to me, like that transition happened to where like I wasn't just friend, I was like elevated to like mentor. Like someone's like, like the first time someone said I want to be like you and I was like what no you don't <laughs> I mean I get why they would say that but it's also like oh <laughs> this happened and I'm kind of curious if you guys can reflect on like if you can remember like one of the first moments that someone said they want to be like you and like what it felt like man okay I pick for you guys I know okay Alisa Okay. I'm going to go first. <laughs> oh, this is like so teacher. You're just, you're calling on them like it's class. But anyway. 
And I picked the youngest first, too. Right? I like, know, look at this. I feel like the engineers are, like, teaming up. And I I'm know. Not really Honestly, picking on you because you're vulnerable <laughs> and young. Eden and I have established that we're the same, and I'm going to give her more time. That's true. Because you know, also when me, Eden was saying that she like, likes do, like doing art, like, Liz also loves painting. Just saying. Oh, you know? gosh. But we're gonna need you guys to send us a Google Doc about the, how much about this information, right? Afterwards. All right, Alisa, go. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, yes. It yo, it's still it's crazy to me. Like it's crazy to me. Right? It's 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 such a moment of like, wow, like First of all, I still get surprised when people when, when they listen to me and they'll come back and they'll, they'll be like, Miss Elisa. First of all, anyone saying like Miss Elisa, we can stop right. right there. Like that was just like, wait, I'm not. wait, mm-hmm. wait. But when they come back and they're like, um, they actually like repeat what you said and like this has helped me and like I want to you know be like you and I want and it 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 almost it humbles you. And it makes you kind of, I don't know, it, it, it almost like, it pushes you to want to 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 do even better in life and, and to, you know, continue to grow. But I think it's just reassuring them, like, I'm not perfect, you know, like, that, and that's one thing that Ian and I do do is the fact of, like, core is kind of the face of it. Like, we want, like, the teens to be the face. We're not putting ourselves out there mm-hmm. of being, like, we are perfect models to, like, no, no, like, we've had story for days, like, stories for days, but I think the thing is, it's, like, we really want it to be a platform of just being open and discussing and, and, and you know, speaking to one another, and even on our, on, on um, site, it's the same vibe, so it's very much, like, it's humbling, but then it's, like, look, I've been through ups and downs, but, you know, I thank you <laughs> for that, you know, so, yes. Go ahead, Eden. <laughs> I so I think a moment for me because I work more so hands with the kids, um, and Elisa deals with like all the teen writers. Um, is that like our past intern? She was so adorable. So um, <laughs> she was um, a high school student, a senior, and she was one of our teen writers, and. Um, and so we met up like month, twice a month. And so we would meet at like coffee shops. So this was not like your regular internship. And mm-hmm. so she said, she said that to me. She was like, Eden, like, I love core, but you guys are like, this is not like a regular internship. And I was like, well, do you want us to be more structured? Cause we always ask like feedback from the mm-hmm. kids at the end of the internship. They were like, no, she was like, no, this is great. So at the end, um, what we do is like we give a little gift. So our gifts are a little quirky and cute. So we gave like this bamboo plant because she was going to college and like the goal was, you know, we're sending you good vibes and good energy and don't kill the bamboo. Okay, that's your pass. Your your freshman year in college, not to kill <laughs> the bamboo plant. So oh um shut up nine. <laughs> oh well Liz has had such Uh-oh. a great Uh-oh. time with plants, right? Liz <laughs> She, I'm sorry. I she usually makes fun of me. She usually mm. brings it up. I'm actually surprised. Continue. I'm, I'm trying to be not nice. talk about my. <laughs> and thank you. Being nice and friendly company. She's yeah. usually mean to me because I, I killed my jade plant. 
and oh. then drowned it by giving him more water. I know. Okay, she thought that like it was like whatever thirsty, so she came, she, she just did. drowned it instead. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, you gave him a bamboo plant. And so we gave him, and so we asked her, was like, you know, what's the feedback that you would give? So mind you, like our intern at the time, she is like kind of like this shy, quiet type. When it gets nowhere, like she's really cool. So I'm mm-hmm. always excited to see her. So I used to like run up and give her like big hugs and be like, hey. Uh-huh. And she's always like, oh, Eda, you're doing too much. And I used to just always do that to her. And so I asked her at the end of it, I was just like, you know, what would you change? And she was like, Eda, I honestly wouldn't change anything. And she says, the one thing that I really do appreciate, she's like, I'm a girl from Brooklyn and all the spots that we met at, because I used to take her to like juice, sp- uh, juice, um, shops and um, coffee shops, just different, mm. like, cute little places throughout the city. And she was just like, I have the exposure to different things. I've been living here my whole life, and I haven't been to different places. And that kind of, that's recently that touched me, and I had this conversation with Lisa, because I was like, it's a little thing. And Lisa tell you all about it. Like, I'm very big on exposure. And it's even, like, little stuff like that. It's just like, the kids cling to like little details like that. Things that, you know, everybody wants to have like a grand story of like, oh my God, she was going down the left lane and I brought her on the right straight and narrow. And it's just like, yeah, life work like that. But right. <laughs> you expose, take little steps and expose and they, cause kids cling on to like, it's like a child, you know, who has yeah. a Christmas gift and the mom has been running all around town to find this one gift that they want and they end up opening the gift and playing with the wrapping paper, yeah. right? It's just like, they're not even like the big picture goal that you want them to be happy about. They're not even happy about they're, they're happy about like the basic stuff, you know? I don't know if that was a good example, but in my head it was. No, um, thank you. <laughs> thank you for sharing. Yeah. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I guess my final question um, is about what, what either recent or upcoming things on CORE are you guys particularly excited about that you'd like to promote? Mm-hmm. Ooh. I'll go first this time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going into our fall, working towards um, fall semester. And in the past spring semester, we worked on this project called CORE Talk. And literally, we linked up with um, some awesome girls up in Harlem and we met with them probably twice a month during the spring semester and we talked about all sorts of topics like what was going on um in their community um racial gender issues just a lot of stuff and we we did like a raw footage of it so we're actually putting that out as a um youtube series um this yeah this fall so it's it's what's it called because Core talk. Okay. Core talk. Okay. We'll definitely link to it. Yes, yes. And we'll send we'll definitely send you the link when we put it out. But we wanted to do this so people can like listen in to the conversations, have their own opinion, and hopefully we'll like this and keep on doing it each year. But like I literally walked away like every session like full. And I was the adult. So <laughs> the kids were like <laughs> teaching me and I was just like, Oh my God, like you guys are awesome. So um, that's coming. We're definitely working with some other um, schools. Um, currently, a high school right now we have locked in um, in Brooklyn. 
And then we always have our end of the year um, event, which last year was called Beautifully Bold. We had a panel of several um, entrepreneurs in the beauty industry come and talk to mm. the kids. And so this year we're trying to finalize exactly which route we're going, but stay tuned because we will send you details on um, that information. Yeah. I think we should be friends forever. Um, yes. I think I we this should talk after talk. this because, Alicia, we need to hear about all the fashion stuff yes. and the hair. I, I did want to talk about that, Zion, but I was like, okay, we have to stay on, on we have to focus. Zion, oh, Alicia, you should actually thing. share. A, oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. You should share. So, Alisa, actually, she's always awesome with, like, all these ideas. But, like, our like our highlight beauty page, where we, um, our companies that, like, CORE is, like, very, like, that, so, oh, that we support. CORE's Closet. CORE's Closet, sorry. Eden, really? Well, okay. <laughs> this would make me feel so much better about our interactions, <laughs> Like, so much better. <laughs> Great. I, I think we're normal. I think we're fine. We're gonna be fine, Zion. Of course, we are. We were always gonna be fine. But anyway. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh God. No. Well, online. It. It. Okay. So there's a couple things that we're gonna. We're kind of revamping online. We're bringing like a lot of more, much more features, and you know, a lot of new additions. One thing that you know was talking about the cord closet. So we do features of like dope women who either. Um, Featured on like the mag who have like a product or we like like their their um, product or their story and mm -hmm. so it's kind of like our top five each season of each picks that like teens can go and shop and like um, mm -hmm. you know get for themselves but our biggest thing is we want to we're continuing trying to push ways to make online like interactive because we really want this to be a community and we want it to be like a party on a page like right we want it to be like you party on a page i love this <laughs> doesn't that just sound exciting to, to visit so we're <laughs> we're really working to kind of find like fresh ways and like different ways and like we're bringing on a new set of team bloggers and so they'll be putting out like a lot more stuff uh with the school year and all that. So stay tuned. Thecorereader.com. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was perfect. Um, we're obviously going to keep in touch. If I'm ever in uh, New York City again, I would love, love to yes. see you guys and hang out. Also, the Alice's Teacup, you guys should go there. Have you been to Alice's oh, Teacup? I saw it. No. Wasn't it the one on TV? There's three there's three places. Yeah, I think they have some cameos at some places. But whenever I go, I always get a scone. And that's the only place I get scone. I get scone and I drink tea and I feel fancy. And um like I literally pinky up there. I'm like, I want my saucer right now. I drink my saucer. I put my cup in the saucer. I steep okay, anyway. Um this was fantastic. So I feel like I was blessed. I feel really inspired now i'm oh so glad I got to thank you, you so much for reaching out to us yeah thank you guys thank you. and thank you guys a lot we appreciate it. this i feel like this was just like girl talk and we like elisa and i like love like when we connect with people so naturally <laughs> like we just we love it we love I think it we just always so just really, talk indianapolis did this indiana did that
Indiana. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening to this episode. Please check out uh, Core Magazine, uh, the Core Reader. And they have all these awesome features. We will link to them. Uh, you can follow them on social media. You can also uh, follow both of the sisters on Twitter. I believe you both have your own Twitter accounts. Right? Or yes. Okay, I thought I thought I saw, but anyway, sorry. Maybe we should edit that. That sounds like but, don't don't put that out. Okay, 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 no. Okay, Instagram. We will link to link to them on social media. Um, if you like this episode, please like, subscribe, uh, get into contact with us, email us. We, uh, Liz and I love you to guys want to get involved with the core reader. Please contact them. Yes. Yes. Thanks for listening.